Perak Yud Mishnah Zayin. The previous Mishnah we learned the principle of Asu Bias Bentes Kemaimer Shal Gadol. That is that the Rabbanan decreed that if a Yavim who is between the age of 9 and 13 performed the Yivam act with the Yavama, in intercourse with the Yavama, and halachically regard that as if an adult Yavam performed Mimer, the rabbinic preliminary Kedushan equivalent that precedes the actual mitzvah of Yibam. And therefore, if, for example, there were two surviving brothers, one was an adult, the other between the age of 9 and 13, and the adult Yavim first performed Mimer, then the 9-year-old Yavim performed Mimer, that second Mimer would have the effect of disqualifying the Yavama from the adult Yavim. Neither could actually marry her through Yibam, rather she would have to be released through Chalitza. Our mission continues on this subject and states... Let's say one surviving brother, one Yavam, who was nine years old, performed the Yibum act. There was an additional surviving brother who was between the age of nine and thirteen. Or maybe there were twin boys, whatever it is. His other brother is also between nine and thirteen, did the same thing. He performed the Yibum act with the Yavama. The Mishnah, as we would expect, rules Pasal al Yado. The effect of that second nine-year-old brother's Yibum act was to disqualify the Yavama to the first brother because you're plugging in the rule we learned in the previous Mishnah. What do we have here? We have the equivalent of one brother doing Mimer and then another brother doing Mimer. And Halach is Yesh Mimer Echer Mimer. Even that second Mimer action is effective. Therefore, the second brother's Bia, which equals Mimer in this case, has the effect of disqualifying the Yavama now also to the first brother. So that's as we would expect. The Mishnah brings a different opinion in Rabbi Shimon Omer Lo Pasal. Rabbi Shimon says, no, the second nine-year-old Yavam's Yibmakt does not disqualify the Yavama to the first brother. Rabbi Shimon rules this way because he has a completely different understanding of what kind of effect the Yibmakt of a minor between 9 and 13 has. That is that Rabbi Shimon actually is uncertain as to what it does, but neither of the possibilities that Rabbi Shimon considers matches the Rabbanan's understanding, the understanding of the first opinion that we were working with in the previous mission as well. And that is that in Rabbi Shimon's understanding, Mimer either is considered to completely work, like the Rabbanan demon as if a complete Kenyan was performed, or it does nothing at all. If those are the only two possibilities, well then we understand the Yibam act of this second nine-year-old Yavam clearly has no effect. For if Rabbi Shimon's first possibility is correct, that the Rabbana demon is if the nine-year-old's active Bia is a complete Kenyan, well then that means that in the eyes of the Rabbanan, the Yavama is completely married to the first nine-year-old Yavam who acted here. And so just as you obviously, if one brother performed a full Yibam, regular adult Yavam did Yibam, if a different brother then performed Mimer, that would be meaningless. So too in our case. The understanding is that the Bia of a 9 year Yavam is considered a complete marital acquisition, then the second Yavam's act of Bia, which equals Mimer, clearly could have no effect. If we say that the Rabbanan gave no recognition whatsoever to the Bia act of a 9 year Yavam, well then obviously, just like the first 9 year old's act didn't do anything, the second one's act didn't do anything. Mepharshim point out that let's say the Biyav nine-year-old Yavam is considered a complete Kenyan. Why in that understanding does the Yibam act of the second nine-year-old not do anything? True, 
from the standpoint of a valid act of Mimer, can't do anything because uh, the first one's action was already considered a complete acquisition. But what about the fact that this Yavama committed an adulterous act? If we're saying she's fully married to the first brother, then the Yibam act with the second brother was adulterous. So seemingly for that reason, she should end up being forbidden to the first brother. So Farshim explained that the Mishnah is referring to where the second action was unintentional. And thus, even from the standpoint of the effects of adultery, she doesn't become forbidden to the first brother.